this is Nile and welcome to Greek Mythology with Nile. This is the podcast where I, Nile, crazy lover of Greek mythology, tell you more about it. In today's episode, we will learn how the gods were born. So, let's get a recap first. In the last episode, we learned that Cronus had married Rhea and they both had had two children. Guess what were their names? The names were Hesita and Demeter, and if you guessed them, you are absolutely right. Then in the end, Cronus suggested that they go for more kids after three, four days. So, well, let's get into today's episode and learn how the gods were born. So, well, let's get into it. So then, Cronus insisted that they try again. The next child will be better, he promised. No more swallowing babies. The third kid, also a girl. Rhea named her Hera, and she was the least titanish, most godly yet. Rhea was indeed the great mother. In fact, she was a little too good at it. Every child she has was better and more powerful than the one before. Rhea didn't want to take Hera to Cronus, but it was a traditional back then. Daddy got to hold the baby. It was one of those natural laws that Themis always insisted on. There was also a natural law against seeding your kids, but Themis was too afraid to mention that to Cronus. And so Rhea mustered her courage. My lord, may I present your daughter, Hera? Oh no! Cronus swallowed Hera again! This time, Rhea left the throne room without throwing a fit. She was too numb with pain and misery and disbelief. She had married a pathological liar who was also a murderer and a cannibal baby eater. Could things be any worse? Oh wait, he was also the king of the universe with lots of powerful henchmen, so she couldn't fight back or run away. Yeah, things were worse. Two more times she gave birth to perfect, lovely god babies. The fourth child was a boy named Hades. Rhea had hoped that Cronus would have let him live because every dad wants a son to play catch with, right? Nope. Down the hatch, matey. Yeah, that's what. The fifth child was another boy, Poseidon. Same story. At this point, Rhea fled the palace. She wept and wailed and didn't know what to do. She went to her brothers and sisters, her nieces and nephews, anyone who would listen. She pleaded for help. The other titans were either too scared of Cronus or they worked for Cronus and told her to stop whining. Finally, Rhea visited her sister Phoebe at the Oracle of Delphi. But sadly, even the Oracle had no advice for her. Rhea ran to the nearest meadow, threw herself on the ground and began to cry. Suddenly, she heard whispering from the earth. It was the voice of Gaia, who was still asleep, but even in her dreams, the earth mother couldn't stand to hear the wailing of her lovely daughter. When you are ready to deliver your next child, Gaia's voice whispered, go to Crete to give birth. You will find help there. This child will be different. He will save the others. Rhea sniffled and tried to pull herself together. Where is Crete? 
she asked Gaia. It's an island in the south, Gaia's voice said. You take the Ionian Sea down to like Kalamata and then you turn left and you know what? You'll find it. When the next time, when the time came, Rhea started to get very big in the belly. She took a few deep breaths, composed herself and waddled into the throne room. My Lord Cronus, I am off to Crete. I will be back with the baby. Crete? Cronus scowled. Why, Crete? Um, well, you know how Koyos and Phoebe sometimes have glimpses of the future? Yeah, said Cronus. I didn't want to spoil the surprise, but they prophesied that if I had this child in Crete, it would please you best of all. And of course, my lord, I am all about pleasing you. Cronus frowned. He was suspicious, but he also thought, Hey, I've eaten five kids and Rhea is still here. If she were going to try something fishy, she would have done it already. Plus, by now his thoughts were getting a little sluggish. He had five young gods shifting around in his gut, fighting for space, so he always felt like he'd just eaten a massive dinner and needed a nap. I mean, five gods in one stomach? That's enough for the double tennis, including a referee. They'd been down there for so long, they were probably hoping that Cronus would swallow a deck of cards or a Monopoly game. You, I think you noticed the sarcasm there. Anyway, Cronus looked at Rhea and said, You'll bring the baby to me immediately? Of course, said Rhea. Okay, off you go. Where's Crete? Said, asked Cronus. Not sure, Rhea said, but I'll find it. And she did. Once she got there, she was immediately met by some helpful nymphs who had also heard the voice of Gaia. They brought Rhea to a cozy, well-hidden cave at the base of Mount Ida. The nymph's stream ran nearby, so Rhea would have lots of fresh water. The bountiful forest offered plenty to eat. Yes, I know, immortals mostly live on Decker and Ambrosia, but uh, in, in a pinch they could eat other stuff. Being a god wouldn't be much fun if you couldn't enjoy the occasional pizza. Rhea gave birth to a healthy baby boy god. He was the most beautiful and the most perfect one yet. Rhea named him Zeus, which, depending on who you asked, either means sky or shining or simply living. I personally would for the last one because I think at this point Rhea had some hopes for this kid. Keep him alive and away from hostile stomachs. Zeus began to cry, maybe because he sensed his mother's anxiety. His, the sound echoed through the cave and out into the world, so loud that everyone and their titan mother knew a baby had been born. Oh great, Rhea muttered. I promise to bring the child to Cronus immediately. Now, word will get back to Cronus that it's baby swallowing time. The cave floor rumbled. A large stone emerged from the dirt, a smooth oval rock, exactly the same size and weight as baby god. As a baby god. Rhea wasn't stupid. She knew this was a gift from Gaia. Normally, you would not be excited if your mom gave you a rock for a present, but Rhea understood what to do with it. She wrapped the stone in swaddling clothes and gave the real baby Zeus to the nymphs to take care of. She just hoped that she could pull off the switcheroo once she got back in the palace. I'll visit as often as I can.
understand, Rhea promised the nymphs. But how will you care for the baby? Don't sweat it, said Neda, one of the nymphs. We feed him. We can feed him honey and bees from honey from the bees nearby. And for milk, we have an awesome immortal goat. A what now? Asked Rhea. The nymphs brought in their goat, Amalthea, who produced excellent magical goat milk in many flavors, including low-fat chocolate and baby formula. Nice goat, Rhea admitted. But what if the baby cries? Cronus has incredible hearing. Up there on Mount Osiris, you may have noticed this kid has a set of lungs on him. Konas will suspect something. Neda considered this. She led Rhea to the cave entrance and called out to the Earth Mother, "Oh Gaia, I know you're asleep and all. Sorry to disturb you, but we could use some help guarding this cave. Preferably, some very loud help." The ground rumbled again. Three new helpers emerged, born of dirt and the split blood of Uranus. Like I said, that stuff got everywhere. The new guys were large, hairy humanoids, dressed in fur and feathers and leather, like they were on their way to some primeval festival deep in the rainforest. They were armed with spears and shields, so they looked more like headhunters than nursemaids. We are the Coritis. One shouted at the top of his lungs, "We will help." Thank you, Rhea said. And do you have to speak so loudly? This is my inside voice. The warrior yelled. Baby Zeus began crying again. The three warriors immediately busted out some sweet tribal dance moves, beating their spears on their shields and shouting and chanting. They covered up the crying just fine. For some reason, Baby Zeus. Seemed to like the noise. He went to sleep in the nymph Neda's arms, and the coaches stopped. Okay, well, Rhea said, her ears popping. Looks like you have things under control here. She heffled her big baby. Wish me luck. Once she got back to Mount Othyris, Rhea stormed into the throne room with her swaddled shoulder. She was terrified that her plan wouldn't work, but after so many years married to Cronus. She was learning to be a good actress. She marched up to King Cannibal and shouted, "This is the best baby yet—a fine little boy named Rocky, and I suppose you're gonna eat him." Cronus grimaced. Honestly, he wasn't excited about swallowing another baby god. He was full. But when you're kid, king, you do what you have to do. Yeah, sorry, Han. I have to prophesy and all. I hate you. Oranus was a terrible father, but he at least didn't swallow us. Give me that child! Snarled Cronus. No. Cronus roared. He unhinged his jaw and showed his extreme mouth-opening skills. Now, he snatched up the swaddled boulder and stuffed it down the throat without even looking at it, just as Rhea had hoped. In Cronus's belly, the five undigested young gods heard the rock rolling down the east of Phagus. Incoming! Yelled Poseidon. They shifted as much as they could in the crumpled space, and Rocky landed in their midst. This is not a baby. I think it's a rock. Hades noticed. He was observant in that way. Meanwhile, in the throne room, Rhea 
threw an Oscar-worthy tantrum. She screamed and stomped her feet and called Cronus all sorts of unflattering names. Rocky! No! Cronus started to get a bad stomachache. That kid was filling, he complained. What have you been feeding him? Why should you care? I will never have another child again. That was okay with Cronus. He was stuffed. Rhea ran screaming out of the throne room and he didn't try to stop her. Eventually, things quieted down the palace. Cronus was now convinced that he had thwarted the curse of Uranus. No way could his children displace him because since he knew exactly where all they were. He was the king of the cosmos and would never be overthrown. Meanwhile, Rhea visited Mount Ida whenever she could. Her baby boy began to grow up, and Rhea made sure he heard lots of bedtime stories about his horrible father and his five undigested siblings who were just waiting to be rescued from Cronus's gut. But so you know that when Zeus comes of age, there is going to be a father-son smackdown of epic proportions. And if you want a happily ever ending uh, for Cronus and his titans, well, I would want you to, you know, stop listening to the episode right now. That's never going to be coming. Because, you know, continuing, Zeus bashes some heads. Well then, I hope you liked this episode. You can find my podcast on Spotify, Hubhopper Studio, Google Podcast, Amazon Music, Acast and Breaker. Well, uh, so you can find me on these places and, uh, you know, uh, listen, keep listening to the episode, keep listening to my um, podcast. It really helps me out. I hope you liked it. And if you want to know how Zeus and the Olympians beat Kronos, wait for the next episode. Till then... This is Nile and I love this stuff.